Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, where independent beauty entrepreneurs can get all the mindset, messaging, and methods they need to be unstoppable in beauty, business, and life. Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast. I am your host, Sharon Huckle, and I am so pleased today to be here with Hunter Donia at Hair by Hunty. Hunter is going to talk all about setting boundaries and setting up automations in your business to really free up your time so you can do more of the things that you love, all of the things that we love talking about here at The Unstoppable Stylist. So please welcome Hunter Donia. Hi, Hunter. Hi, Sharon. I'm super excited to be here. That's awesome. I want you to tell um, our listeners here all about you, what you do, what you're all about, why you're famous, and uh, (laughs) how you can help them, right? That's the big thing. People want to know how you can help. Yes, I would love to share with y'all how I can help. Um, (laughs) My name is Hunter Donia. I help hairstylists set boundaries in their business by automating and streamlining their systems and and processes behind the chair. And so I help you um, manage your day-to-day, take all of the mundane tasks that are just maintaining your business instead of growing your business off of your plate using modern technology instead instead of spending a bunch of money on labor or doing the labor yourself. And so um, so I, I do that with resources. I do that with my podcasts. And I do that by having conversations with other leaders in the industry, such as Sharon. And so I'm really excited to have that conversation with y'all today. Yeah, that's exciting. So when you talk about, let's talk about boundaries first. So that's actually the first thing you mentioned. And then we'll get to the, the systems and how to maintain those in a minute. Um, <clears throat> but boundaries, like, so what kind of things do people need to start setting boundaries for? So there's a couple different types of boundaries, actually. I, I say that there's three different types. And so there's two types that come to mind when we just first start ta- talking about them just in general, which is number one, there's personal boundaries. So personal boundaries are how you respect yourself and your own time. It's, it's, it's how you are regulating how you're spending your own time with yourself. You are the only person who is involved in these boundaries versus relational boundaries. And relational boundaries are boundaries that you set between yourself and others to hold yourself accountable to a higher standard of joy or to hold yourself accountable to your personal boundaries as well, too. So I say that there's those two different types and and how it relates to the industry is that there's boundaries between you and your clients. And then there's also boundaries between you, yourself and your business, right? And so those are personal boundaries versus you and your clients. Those are relational boundaries. And so what systems do, right, which we'll talk about in just a second, what systems do is they allow you to hold yourself accountable to both of those things, right? By either um, making sure that you're spending your time wisely, um, taking things off of your plate that will allow you to have personal boundaries, but still grow a beautiful business at the same time and um, allow you and, and allow you to say no to your clients in a professional way that doesn't jeopardize the professionalism of your business or the growth of your business. Yeah, I think that's really key what you just said there, because a lot of people have nervous feelings about setting up policies and procedures because they feel like it's going to make it cold or they're going to offend people or it's a little uncomfy, right? So I know you help your students in your programs get over that, right? Get over that uncomfortable moment so that they can move on with the tasks that their business are really require them. I like the idea only do the things that only you can do. And that's where automations and stuff like that can come into play. So boundaries as far as that what do what do people at beauty professionals really struggle with in terms of boundaries both personal and relational 
Beauty professionals struggle with, especially if you're trying to run the hamster wheel of what it looks like to be a successful six-figure hairstylist nowadays. We run into working 24-7 when we're not behind the chair, which I am all about an office day, like, and I'm all about that 20% of work that you put in on the computer, like, at home. Like, that is really what's going to move the needle forward in your business. I'm a firm believer, and, I mean... I've been there and my students have been there, all the things that that is what is going to move the needle forward the most. And what ends up happening, though, is that we we spend so much time maintaining the business instead of growing it. So we're spending a bunch of time in communication with our clients. We're spending a bunch of time with um, uh, booking people and rescheduling people. We're spending a bunch of time writing emails. We're spending a bunch of time doing the extra exciting, cool things that do help us in the growth of our business, but can be taken off of your plate with technology. And so that, that takes away from your own personal life where you could be spending that time with yourself, your family, or your friends with something that makes you happy and that you enjoy. And, and at the end of the day, you know, what are you building this career for? Right. I, I do believe that there is some, some, um, some truth and, and importance of sacrifice, short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. I think that that is a very true thing. And, and I think that everybody has to go through it at one point or another in their careers and not just once, maybe a couple times throughout your career, depending on what your goals are and where you're trying to go. However, once you've put in that short-term sacrifice, right? Like when does that hamster wheel end? When do you actually get to reap those benefits? Because what I've found is, is that stylists who start to get really serious about their business, they will just go ham. They will go crazy working on their business. And, um, and they don't, do it they don't set themselves up for long-term sustainable success in the way that they're starting up these new processes and these new systems that they're putting in place to have a successful business and they don't really think about the end game and they don't think about okay how am I gonna like make this hustle not as hustly to make sure that I'm actually like doing this for a reason for my own personal life at the end of the day and so personal boundaries right that's where people struggle with with those specifically with relational boundaries, because we're in such an emotional industry, because we, we, we create and nurture such intense relationships with our clients. We see these people more than sometimes they even see their own families um, because you are so passionate about what you do. Because the nature of our business is pouring ourselves into others, right? we oftentimes end up screwing ourselves over because we will bend backwards for those people even when it is hurting us and we are, when we're when our cup isn't full and full enough to be able to do so in a sustainable way and so we'll come in early we'll stay late on our days off we'll answer texts dms emails phone calls when we're not behind the chair or outside of our business hours um, we will not schedule a lunch break which is like please eat food a human right checking off all the things that i have been guilty of over my career I just, we've <laughs> all been there i mean oh, i know and occasionally we, we slip back into it Let, let's be honest there's, there's days where the, the day does not run as smoothly and you're eating your granola bar while you're mixing colors like i mean that does happen and we're not talking about one-off days like that we're talking about you said it earlier sustainable long-term 
business right. practices, right? And a lot of people can get overwhelmed by the idea of setting up a system because it seems like a lot of work in the beginning. And it can be. Certain things are. There's a learning curve there. There is some tech set up that some people can be a little bit intimidated by. But once you set it up, the systems will set you free because they're running on in the background. Well, you get to focus on doing the things that you love, including your work and including hanging out with your family and friends. So what are some of the systems that you employ and you coach your your students to do in your programs and on your podcast and on your IG stuff? I know I've watched you. Um, I've watched you for a while, but I know there was one funny video you did with your partner. Um, I think it was probably an ad for something that you were, your, your program you were promoting, but you're like, you're out for lunch or something. And you're like, just a second, it'll only take a second. And you keep texting and whatever with your clients back and forth. But what are some of the systems that you do employ and you coach your students to that have really freed up some time so you can enjoy lunch with your partner for instance yeah absolutely so the very first and foremost and people do not when i say this i don't when i say this people oftentimes are like oh i already do that or oh i already have that in my business but i'm like but you're not optimizing it you're not yeah. using it to its fullest potential which is online booking <laughs> i'm finding that a lot of people are starting to get over their fear of online booking. Finally, I'm I'm finding that people are starting to make the transition or yeah, add to, it. Yeah, thanks to people like you and some of the other you know leaders in our industry, they're right. really helping to like. Oh, it's not just as a secondary thing, right? To my you know to me answering the phone or texting and DMs, all that stuff. Right? I agree. I, I find that people are starting to see the importance um, of it and, and starting to see the potential of it. Um, and so we are starting to move into a space, I feel like a general space where people are starting to get more comfortable with it. And not just the um, potential, but the necessity because customers, like even, you know, grannies learned how to use Zoom over the, the pandemic. Right? So it's not like, oh, my clientele, they don't, they're too old to do online booking or whatever. You just, you just train them and show them how to do it. And once they do it, they're in the system. And so it's so much easier now, right? They actually 100%. prefer it. So they're not in thinking of it. I need a haircut age. at three o'clock in the morning. They can book it online, but they can't call you. Because um, yep. like, for me, I have my phone on all the time, right? So like, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm up in the middle of the night. I'm a perimenopausal woman. So <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I don't want to be getting DMs from clients at that hour to book them an appointment. And it's the back and forth too, that takes so long. So carry right. on, carry on. So in online today's Yes, in today's day and age, you got it. Like the consumer is much smarter and much more self-reliant than they used to be, um, especially post-pandemic. You know, pandemic really forced um, a lot of people who maybe weren't getting on board with a lot of these like modern self, self-reliant self things, right? Systems, all the, and how they do business with businesses. Um, uh, it forced them to get comfortable with that stuff or even try it, right? For the first time. And, 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 you know, this, this, I feel like sometimes this conversation goes back to like who you're serving and who your ideal client is. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm also a firm believer in like not taking a demographic and making necessarily, necessarily any assumptions about them and their comfortability with technology and, and things like that. Because again, everybody at this point has gone on a zoom call. Everybody at this point has Wi-Fi in their house. Everybody at this point has a smartphone, you know, for the most part, it is what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's almost 80 and they, they're, my dad's always on the phone at the dinner table. 100%. My, my father is 60. My father is 65 years old and he is a software engineer. So yeah. it's like, it's like, we can't make 
we can't I, I find it a little ageist actually to be making assumptions about our older clients that they're not going to be be willing or comfortable to go and do these things you know um i actually i re i read a book called digital customer service and um it was about how we are moving into this digital era and how how businesses specifically are doing business with their customers and how there's these new like ai chatbot experiences and all that stuff and it was talking about how people are actually starting to psychologically get like a little bit of a dopamine rush and release of when they do do these things by themselves online, which is super fascinating. It's like they feel like accomplished that that especially if it's somebody who like isn't really used to technology, they feel very comp accomplished that they've actually been able to just go on and do it by themselves and like learn this new little skill, even though it might seem ridiculous to us. There's still like a psychological chemical exchange happening right there when they see when they click the book button and they get the confirmation email, you know. And so in today's day and age, like you said, it's becoming more of a necessity because it's now becoming more of what the customer is wanting from us. This is no longer a do you as a stylist want to do online booking or not? This is your customers are demanding this nowadays. And here's the beautiful part of that is that you as the service provider are moving into an, an era that is changing super fast as well too, where the standard and the bar is getting set so much higher for you, right? And so if that standard is starting to change, if you're gonna have to show up so much more in other places of your business, right? That don't have to do with you booking the appointments. Well, guess what friend, congratulations. Your clients are wanting you to move away from doing that stuff too, because they wanna do it themselves. And so if we want to keep up with this one side of, of, of what it takes to be successful, posting on social media, creating an, an excellent client experience, showing up in your stories, all that stuff, right? email marketing, then 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 we have to take these mundane uh, tasks that technology could be taking care of for you or your clients could be doing themselves and they want to do themselves. So going back to what I said about like, when I say that people have online booking, right? Or people are like, yeah, I, I use online booking now. Like it's a part of my business now. And what so I end up finding yeah. is that people don't utilize it and optimize it to its fullest potential for how it can hold you accountable to boundaries. And then for the people who are nervous about online booking and for the people who maybe find that like they end up having to like change the appointment anyway, or they have to like be hawked over their online booking. I find that a lot of people don't set it up to be an, an enjoyable experience for the customer. Right. Um, uh, so no matter what part of your journey with online booking you're at, that you're in right now, I find that there's a lot of things that we could be improving and optimizing and we could be using it in a certain way. And so when we talk about, first I'll talk about setting up your online booking in an optimized way. So what I end up seeing on a lot of online booking sites is people have their a la carte menu, which is totally fine. I'm not saying that anybody needs to change their pricing at all. Like keep your pricing girl, like pop off. I don't care. However, what ends up happening is, is we, we expect our clients to book all of these individual a la carte services completely the right way. And your client logs on to this online booking site and there is a million 
different options to choose from. And it is so overwhelming and so confusing. And it just doesn't make sense to them. They didn't go to beauty school. They don't know what an Olaplex is. They don't know what a toner is. They don't know what a balayage is. They don't know what a partial foil is versus a full foil, right? So therefore, what we need to be doing is making sure that, and like I said, this goes, it all goes back to putting yourself in the shoes of your customer and understanding your customer journey and really thinking about what their experience is going to be when they log on to your online booking. It's so overwhelming if you have a bunch of these hairdresser terms all over the place. And so instead of having all these all like heart services and all these things, instead of thinking about like the specific service that they're booking, think about the time that they're booking in your, in your space. Right. And whether that looks like, yes, maybe you changing up your pricing structure because that would make sense for you. Or that just looks like coming up with our half hour time blocks that you put as options and make sure that your client is aware of what they all need to book um, based upon what they're going to get the next time that they come to see you. Um, or if we want to get really advanced and what I teach in my programs is like when a new client comes and, and applies to be a client, a client with you, um, you can have automated processes that set up where you still have control over what the person books online. However, they, they go and do it themselves still, even a new client. And because you got, because we have digital forums, all these things, but I'm going all over the place because I'm ADHD and I don't want to go too crazy. So I'll stop there. Sharon. No, that was all really good advice and it gives people food for thought. So there's, again, when we, when we think about these systems, there, there are a lot of moving parts, a lot of pieces. And really, I know in your program, previous the pathway. Because the client ex service experience starts long before they actually sit their butts in our chairs, right? Yes. There's the nurturing on social media. There's the, the attracting them to us with our brand building. There is the client new client application form. I know you don't always recommend um, having your new clients book online. That's a, that's a privilege for your existing clients through your website. If you have actually, I do. So what I what I recommend is is that you take your online booking link off of your website that, that was where I was going. and off of your Instagram and off of your Google My Business, wherever anybody can find them, because I believe that every one of your new clients should be going through a consultation process through digital forms first, right? So I recommend that everybody goes through that process, that filter first. So that way, you know exactly what this person is, what they're looking to get done, and and you know what's walking into your space. And then you are able to, and like I said, this is all automated. You literally, I, I literally, I teach you how to set up a, from a click of a button to send them an email and instructions for exactly what to book online based upon the answers that they gave you. And so they go through this process, you get all the information that you need, and then you send them the instructions for how they can book their own appointment online. And then you give them the the link to your online booking. And for your existing clients, I teach to creating a client only app in which they in which your existing clients can then get access to your online booking instead of going onto your website. And the beauty of that is that your website you're able to create a very curated and specific experience for new potential clients who have never done business with you before versus your existing clients. They don't need all of this new client information. They need different information. They need different ways of doing business with you. And so creating these very specific customer journeys by having two separate spaces, um, it allows the customer to have a much more curated experience. It, it gets you more uh, new potential clients actually turning into butts in your chair because they're not getting distracted by any of the other things. And it allows your existing clients to do business with you easier in a way that makes more sense to them because it's all just curated right for them. 
Yeah. So, and again, this sounds complicated, but you make it very simple through your systems and your processes, right? Because again, the roadmap, the pathway is so important for hairdressers because it is overwhelming for a lot of people, right? We're yeah. doing all the things, we're wearing all the hats, it's wrecking our hair, right? You know, like, <laughs> you know, it is a lot, like with social media and video and reels and which platform should you be on? And, oh my God, my client's DMing me. And, oh my God, my the other one's texting me. And, oh, and somebody found me through Facebook. Like, ugh. <laughs> like, it's just like, it can be totally overwhelming. And then there's just the daily grind of working behind the chair because it's hard work too, you know? 100%. Standing there. And, and you talked a little bit about, um, exclusivity, right? And and when we talk about branding and having that new client experience, it makes you seem a little bit exclusive, right? When you when the client has to apply to work with you. Um, so again, we're talking about elevating the customer experience. And so when someone pops on your your website, for instance, or they've seen you on social media, um, and they're like, "Ooh, I have to apply!" Like, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of great. And so some of this, I think a lot of hairstyles might be thinking, oh, okay, well, that's great if you're already a six-figure hairstylist. And, um, but what do, what do I do if I'm not that busy and I need clients in my chair? Like, shouldn't I just be taking whoever I can get? And what's your a answer? Really good question. This is a super, 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 super good question. And what I say to this is that there's really, um, there's, there's theory to uh, digital forms and like customers' experiences with digital forms, right? And so I'm a firm believer that even if you are fresh and new into the industry and you're looking to build your clientele, I believe I'm a firm believer that your digital experience can still have like an application process of some sort, right? Um, however, the form should not be too overcomplicated and you shouldn't be super picky as to who is coming in the door and who's not, right? Once you've gotten to a point where you have a really nice stable clientele and there and you have people in your chair who you uh, who are within your specialty and within your range of expertise, um, that's when I'm, I'm that's when I say, OK, you can get a little bit more picky and choosy about the services that are coming into your chair. But in the beginning, when you need to, you know, pay your freaking bills and put food on the table, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I like that you said, you know, this new this new client consultation, it's not just a filtering process for you. It's also for you to make sure that you're giving your client the exact experience that they're looking for. You know so much about what they're looking to get done before they even come into the door. I've had a lot of people, a lot of my students tell me that they get feedback from new potential clients saying, I'm really glad that you took all that time to get all that information from me. I don't feel like just another number. I don't feel as anxious walking into the salon because I know that you have all this information already, right? But so the it beauty can really... of that is you took the time to set it up, but then it, you didn't take any time at all to gather that information. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 100%. And and so I truly believe that no matter where you are um in your career, I don't I don't think that there is like anything stopping you from leaning into these boundaried um processes or modernizing your business. However, I do believe that there will have to be more flexibility at the beginning of your career than not. However, and this is just where you have to be this I'm such a firm believer and I preach this all the time. I think as an educator, as a leader, whatever you want to call us, um, I think it's really important for us to allow people to take responsibility for their own decisions and their own businesses. What I say, what anybody, when any, what any other educator tells you, it is up to you as the CEO, as the entrepreneur to take that information and decide what it looks like for you. It is so important. It's such a, it's a muscle as a CEO 
to not listen to everything that everybody is telling you and sometimes to just trust your gut and know and take responsibility for what is right for you. And so therefore, with all these systems and all these things that I'm sharing with you, it's just going to be up to you to decide what are your priorities, what business, what part of your business are you in right now, and maybe sometimes it takes testing things out to figure out what is going to work for you in your business and the demographic that you're working with. However, what I will say is, is that general statistics, general consumer behavior studies, everything that how we're moving into in 2023 at the time of recording this right now is telling us that consumers are wanting this type of experience that I'm sharing with you. This is not the future we're actually talking about. This is already been now. I've been doing online booking since my 19 year old was a baby mm-hmm. in my salon, my first salon. I had online booking for that and we weren't using it previous. We had a, a computer booking system, but we weren't using online booking back then. Right. So, I mean, he's, he's 19. It's been around guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and yeah, it was a little fresher then, but you said something earlier about every time a client presses the book now they get a little dopamine hit but we also as uh hairstyles when we get a a notification that a client booked i get a little dopamine hit like woo, yeah. you know, i didn't have to work for that 100 right? that, that just came in automatically while i was sleeping or whatever um so you know there's there's so much benefit to doing this there's not really too many downsides that i can think right. of to do this and again once you set it up And again, you don't have to set all of this up in an afternoon, right? Your entire business, right? These are things that you can prioritize. And this is the the benefit of Hunter's pathway, right? He shows you, okay, start here, then do this, then do this, then do this until it's a well-oiled machine and it's running smoothly, right? So 2023 is a great time to start thinking about how you want to implement these things into your business. And so that by the, at the beginning of the year, you're here, but by the end of the year, you're way at a different point. And it's, there's no way that this is not going to compound and impact your business in such a positive way. So let's hear about some of the side effects, the the good side effects, as I know that's pretty much all there is uh, of automating your business, right. And, And setting these boundaries. Let's talk about what's in it for, your students, the our audience here, like how's it going to make them feel? What's their life going to look like? This when- is a great question. And, you know, going back to boundaries, and this is how this holds you accountable. So have you ever been to like a party, right? You've been to a party or you've been to a family gathering or you're meeting, you're at a bar, I don't know. You're meeting somebody new for the first time and they find out you're a hairstylist and you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay, here we go, right? <laughs> And the person is like, oh my gosh, you're a hairstylist. Like, I hate my hair right now. Every hairstylist that I've gone to in the area has always done such a bad job. I don't trust any hairstylist. Can you do my hair? Right? So you're in this like weird position. You see all the red flags. Like this person is right in front of you. What are you supposed to say? Right? Like you're supposed to say yes or no. Right? Instead of saying yes or no, having a system to rely on to take the pressure off of you allows you to say, oh my gosh, totally girlfriend, you can start the process with me by going on my website and going to my new guest questionnaire in which I'll be able to learn a little bit more about what you're looking for. And then we'll be able to see if I'm the right fit for you or not. Right. So it's just systems that take off the pressure when you are with Anne, right. When you're at the end right there, was that a script? A little script. Somebody might want to take notes and write that down. Yeah. Um, Script. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so let's say you're you're with Anne, right? 
you just finished Anne's hair and I said at the end of your appointment and you look at Anne and you're like, okay, Anne, we're gonna get you scheduled for four weeks from today. Um, uh, uh, what times and days work for you? And then you love Anne, like you really love Anne. Like she's an ideal client. She like brings you joy. She buys retail. She tips you well, all the things. And Anne's like, okay, well, I can only do this day on whatever day in four weeks. And you look at that day and you have no availability. There's nowhere you can squeeze her in. She does not want to wait until the next week. And you don't want her to wait till the next week. So guess what you do? You come in early, you stay late on your days off, right? Because you were the one who was in control of booking the appointment. So when we move to online booking only, right? When we allow our online booking to be the driver in the driver's seat and, and be the one that is responsible for our schedule, it doesn't allow us to break our own boundaries. And it creates a very fair visual um, representation to the client of what exactly my availability is, right? So nobody can complain. The other thing that does is you can require a card on file you can or a deposit so they can go through that system and be you can be really sure that they are that they're serious about the time and the date that they're booking with you. They see the price prior to depending on how you're going to set it up. They see the price prior to booking. So if you emotionally discount, if you have problems with emotionally discounting, guess what? The person saw what they were signing up for before they got to the door. You're setting expectations from the very beginning. And so you see like all of these systems, right? They allow you to just be a freaking service provider again, like just be an artist again and just show up and serve your clients well. And all of your clients' expectations are set and you're reducing no-shows and cancellations, all the things, right? These systems, and if we use them in a strategic way, an integral part of our business, instead of just like an add-on to our business, yeah. you can really change how you're showing up for yourself and how your clients are showing up for you in your business as well, too. Yeah, and I think, again, if we remember that this is actually what the clients want, it's making their lives easier and allows us to serve them at the highest level. Like, I mean, it's just a win, win, win all the way around and our family's exactly. happier our, you know, our kids are happier, our partners are, you know, we're happier. And that's the main thing. Like, how are you going to show up and serve your clients if you're just resenting so much about your business, Precisely. right? And I have a, a friend, a wise friend who, you know, if I say, oh, I'm so busy, she's like, who's in charge of that? <laughs> it's me. It's me. But it's not like there's not these systems out there available to us and they're not expensive. They're not time-consuming. They're very user-friendly. It's just learning what to implement in the right order. And you can learn all you want about these things, but don't be allergic to, or to, sorry, addicted to education and allergic to implementation. We see that so often. Like, yes. just do the damn thing. It, it works. And that's my whole idea of being unstoppable is not that, oh, I got to keep doing this and got to keep going. I can't stop. It's, no, I, I got this. I can learn new things. I can do hard things. And once you learn them, there goes the dopamine hit. And once you've, you've figured them out, they're not that hard. You actually realize all the benefits that there are for those things. So is there a time that you recall, like you just felt like giving up on the beauty business? Yes. Yes. It's what brought me to be teaching what I am today. So I moved to a brand new area to live with my, uh, my partner. And, um, and I had to rebuild my clientele from scratch. I was in a team salon and um, I had a really hard time rebuilding and I was there for about like six months and pandemic hit. It was like, everybody shut down. It is what it is. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was a little crazy. 
Um, then over the pandemic, I just, like I said, we had a lot of time to just like sit back, reflect and like learn. I know I learned a lot during the pandemic. So I, I took a lot of business education and I got really obsessed with business. It's not that I wasn't before, but I was getting more into like the marketing side of things and how to use social media to get clients and all those things. And by the end of the pandemic, I felt really confident in, um, in knowing how to get people through my door. And I, with like a week's worth barely of clientele at a time, I was like, I don't believe that I could build this curated experience that could really explode my business if I am in this space that I was in, right? And that wasn't because of the salon owner. That wasn't because of the, the other stylist there. It was just because I knew what my potential would be if I was in full control of the experience from beginning to end. Yeah, and you so, moment and that's a good thing, right? Yes. And so I, so I, it was like three weeks before quarantine lifted in Pennsylvania. And I said, screw it. I'm opening up a suite with like no clientele. And so I opened up the suite. I went from like a, barely being a week booked out at the team salon to being three and a half months booked solid with five new guest requests a week. As soon as I opened up the suite, it was absolutely insane. And it was literally just six months into my suite ownership that I didn't understand how this could be a long-term sustainable career path for me. I truly didn't get it because I was doing all of these extra things that were making me so successful, but I didn't want to stop doing them because that's what was bringing in the money. That's what was bringing me to the next level, right? And created so, a monster that you didn't know how to feed anymore. Yeah. Precisely. And that is, that is exactly what happens. It's, it's what happens with these, with these modern day mo uh, uh, motivated stylists is that we start doing all these extra really amazing things that bring you a lot of money. Great. But then they, it completely depletes your time. And so at my six month mark, I was like, I, I can't do this anymore unless I figure out how to make this more sustainable for me. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up just leaning really hard into my Gen Z techie self and all the things that I knew I could do and started to understand how to use those systems and that technology as a boundary between me and my business. And I started to make them really strong procedures and processes that 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 didn't allow me to screw myself over versus versus them just being add-ons like we were talking about. And it completely, it completely allowed me to breathe again. Like it completely allowed me to actually love what I was doing and show up to work and not feel exhausted and go back to my partner and my cat and be able to give them the love and, and time and space that they deserve, not go out to dinner or go on vacation and be on my phone all the time, feeling like I have to get back to clients super quickly when I know that they're already, they were already taking care of themselves because I set up the systems properly where they feel confident enough to do so. And it completely changed the game for me. And I started to share with other clients or other stylists what I was doing. And they would ask me about what I was doing. And I was and I didn't realize how much how much this was needed by other people. And so I therefore created pre-visit pathway. And it's been beautiful ever since. We've had hundreds of people go through the program and change their lives. And it's 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 a privilege definitely for me to be showing up in these spaces and to be having these conversations with you and to be joining arms with you to revolutionize this industry together because I know that this industry um appreciates it and needs it very much so 
Yeah. Like I'm, I've been doing hair for 25 years and I, and aesthetics, I was a salon and spa owner and I'm like certified esthetician, makeup artist still. I do lots of things. Plus I own a boutique motel and mm. I'm coaching and stuff on top of that. So I am wearing lots of hats and my, my phone is always kind of with me, but I still am building a life that I love. Um, yes. As we go along, like I said, that's my whole thing. You can build a profitable business and style a life you love at the exact same time, but you cannot do it without systems, without support, without reaching out and, you know, having a mentor. I think that's so important. And I love that you, once you learned it, you turned around and shared it with other people because, I mean, especially with technology, it moves pretty fast. So you want to be getting that in there. And once you've seen this freedom that, has been created for you, you can't help but want to share it with the industry totally. that you love. This is a great industry. There is so much information out there. It can be a little bit overwhelming, but if you figure out what your priorities are, yes. what it takes to be an unstoppable stylist, whatever that means for you, um, then then you just start knocking off one thing at a time, right? Because we don't yeah. want people to get burnt out. We don't want them to get overwhelmed. We want them to love this industry. It's such a beautiful industry. And um, I want you to tell our listeners here, how do you define being an unstoppable stylist? Because I know you are one, Hunter. I, I mean, I can just tell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. I define being an unstoppable stylist by celebrating your failures, um, not being afraid to try things and to be uncomfortable, um, to really be in the present moment and trust yourself and understand that if anything, if something doesn't go your way, it doesn't mean that it's the end of your world or the end of your career or the end of your life. It just means that it's a lesson that you need to learn to push you in the, in the direction that you need to be going to get to that next level. Um, I believe that that is a true unstoppable stylist is, is somebody who can take a failure and sure, feel a, bit of, a little bit of emotions around it. Or, um, or feel a little bit of emotions about stepping into something that you might fail at, right, for the first time, and um, being confident and trusting yourself that everything will be okay at the end of the day, and that this is an important part of your process of being an unstoppable stylist. That's right. Everything is figure outable and everything is risky. It's just you got to choose which which risk you want to take. Do you want to risk being complacent and staying there and getting stale and losing? Or do you want to try yes. new things and win and really impress yourself and other people? So that being said, you're you're a modern hairstylist. I know that's the name of your podcast. I can't wait to be a guest on it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the, the modern hairstylist. So we've defined unstoppable. You define modern for me. And, uh, and how our listeners can become more unstoppable and more modern in their business practices. Becoming modern is being ready to be uncomfortable with some change. <laughs> that is what, that is what being modern actually looks like. And it, and it's, and it's about, um, being really comfortable with the idea that if that you're honestly, you're never going to feel like everything is perfect. Like you're never going to feel like you get to this space where like, okay, everything is really cool and everything's good because we live in a world now where that's just not the case. Things change really fast. Um, and your needs change really fast. Human beings change really fast nowadays. And being modern is being adaptable to the space that and the time that we live in now 
and um and there's ways to do it really gracefully and there's ways to not um but you gotta you like i said like we said multiple times you know finding a mentor who knows what they're talking about who can walk you through who aligns with your core values who you feel good about when they talk to when they're talking about this stuff right that is um that is how you you stay adaptable is with with the guidance and with the mentorship and with the community that is cheering you on and going through the same journey that you're going through and I really feel like you not only keep people adapting, but also keep them ahead of the curve, right? Because there's still a lot of people in this industry that are not keeping up. And um, so just doing that 1% better than you did yesterday is going to set you apart and elevate your customer service experience, increase your income and increase your impact on the world. So yeah. thank you so much for joining me here on the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, Hunter. It was an extreme pleasure. I learned a lot. Um, and even I know after 25 years and still implementing some of these things, I always know little tweaks that I can make on my business whenever I um, do this podcast or put out free resources. And I know you provide the exact same thing. We like to put actionable steps in for our world to get something done today, a quick yes. win that they can do today. So share with the audience where they can find you and what resources you have available for them, please. Yeah, this is a really great, I love, I love that. I'm all about actionable steps. I have a free resource that's called Five Ways to Automate Your Beauty Business. And if you're really looking to start setting boundaries and to start automating, but you want to just start simple, you want to start slow, or you just want to get started somewhere today, then that's a really great place to start. So you can go to the link in my bio and my Instagram. It's at hairbyhunty, H-U-N-T-Y, or you can go to hunterdonia.com forward slash automate. And you can download that. And I give you step-by-step -step tutorials. I give you templates. I give you scripts. I give you all the things that you need to uh, get started with automating your beauty business and reducing the text, DMs, emails, and phone calls, all the things. And so I think that's a great place to start for people. And on your website too, you have the wait list for your program, pre-visit pathway. Do you have a date when that might be opening up again? I know you do that twice a year. Yeah. So um, next year's a little bit funky. We have a lot of exciting, crazy projects coming out. So we probably won't be launching until the summer times. Um, however, you can get on the waitlist right now, hunterdonia.com forward slash PVP. And that way you'll be the first to know um, when we open up and you and you actually will get first access to enrollment. And then in the meantime, uh, we have, like I said, a lot of really cool things that are coming out that you're going to be able to work with us and do things with us in the meantime to get you prepared for taking on the course. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you, my friend, listening to this. And Sharon, thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. This has been an excellent conversation. Thank you for facilitating such a beautiful space and such a beautiful conversation for people. I really do appreciate it. You are so welcome, Hunter. Anytime. I'm sure I'll have you back on maybe when you have something else in the works. <laughs> I just so loved our conversation today and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Stylist podcast, everyone. Go have a beautiful day and make the world a more beautiful place. Thank you so much. Check out theunstoppablestylist.com for even more help to grow your beauty business and style a life you love.